four improvisers have chosen to don their cloaks, brandish their sabers, and speak in terrible accents for your entertainment. Pass the Doritos, grab your dice, and go on a quest with Des Moines' best comedians as they do all of those things in... Des Moines and Dragons! Ladies and gentlemen, adventurers, adventurees, <laughs> welcome to Des Moines and Dragons, episode 9. Woohoo! I'm your DM and lovely person with the dice and the computers and i've got a phone i'm paul and with me as always is my beautiful sensual gorgeous cast we're gonna do a quick check-in with them see what's been uh been on the haps and then we'll get in we'll get rolling today uh so starting to my left charity barity hi what's up Living the dream. Yeah. Happy to be here. I'm really cool. excited for today's episode. So, Charity, you've been, like, listening to the show, mm-hmm. like, again. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, it's definitely, I definitely recommend it to everyone. Um, even <laughs> yeah. Just listen, even listen to, like, like, go back to listen to episode, like, two or three. Um, I got a lot of, I picked up on some stuff that I didn't hear. You know, I'm at one end of the table and, and other players are at the other end of the table. And mm-hmm. sometimes they, they say things and I don't catch it. Um but I kind of picked up on like different things that my character does that I maybe didn't realize mm-hmm. she does. Um, but mainly, I just like as a listener, I really, really tried to take the like player out of me and really just listen to it as a listener. And I don't understand how anyone can like not be in love with these characters <laughs> oh. in this story. <laughs> yeah, agreed. It's so cute. And the episode with just Tim and I at the ball. Is fucking so uh, heartwarming. I mean, it has a shitty ending. Spoiler, oh, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Um, bungled. Yeah, we really bungled it. <laughs> That's such a. That was such a great word too. It came from the. I, I just that episode has yeah. a very special place in my heart. It for does sure. for me too. Very cool. So yeah. All right. Thanks, Charity. Yeah. Tim. No. Uh, hmm? What's up? Oh, hey, Paul. <laughs> how, how are you, my man? I'm pretty good. What are you up to? Doing um, just doing some D and D shit. Cool, cool. Yep. Um, what uh, what's what's going on in your life? Uh, nothing. Your character sheet is yeah, thrash. It's pretty bad. Um, <laughs> I love it. 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 I wanted it to look like authentic parchment, like an old scroll, like it's been, you know, <laughs> beaten up by travels. Mm-hmm. So, fun thing you can do is you uh, take a little bit of coffee grounds and water, and it looks like dirt. Oh no, yellow it. Oh, yep. Cool. I'll do that. Or you soil it. Do soil it. it. Yeah, just cover it so soil it's it. not readable anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that like I stopped looking at it for a while anyway. I mean, it all sort of once you've played a character for a yeah. long enough time, and you don't mm-hmm. you don't really need a character sheet. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Tim. You're welcome. All right, Jason. Hey, what's the haps? Oh, you know what? What's your shirt? You've got a sweet shirt for all the people that can see you, right? Uh, now. Oh yeah, it's a maroon shirt. <clears throat> Great color. It's from the band Graveyard, who I love dearly. Um, they're kind of a bluesy, kind of stoner rock, kind of doom band. They're from overseas, and I got to since I think actually since the last time we went up and we saw these guys Graveyard with Uncle Acid at First Ave in Minneapolis, and oh, it was nice. totally bitchin'. Sweet. So with all, yeah, with all the white claw. Yeah, there was white claw all over the place. That stuff was flowing. <laughs> See, at first when you said that, I didn't realize that that was literally a 
a drink. I thought it was like Oh yeah, a, hard seltzer or something mm-hmm. like that. I yeah. thought it was something that you called people like call them white claws. But I, if there if that was a thing I'd want to be one. Yeah. That's pretty fucking yeah, cool. Yeah, that's a cool nickname. Yeah. I'd want to be a white claw. Right. Well, that's neat, and you've got a neat shirt. I'm really yeah. good at these intros. Hey, Super Paul, good. do you have like a fun question for us? Yeah, we used to do those. Yeah, let's do a fun question. Okay, let's do a fun question. Uh, how about this? If uh, there was a spinoff series for your character and just your character, what would the series be called, and what would it be about? And we'll start. Uh, we'll start with Tim. Um, it would be called Thunderfist because it's a cool name. <laughs> Uh, but it would just be uh, the early adventures of Harbeck and the guild and uh, the other adventures he's worked with. Nice. Yeah. I really want to know more about that. Yeah. Well, I, you know, interestingly enough, I think we will learn about some <gasps> of that stuff today. What? Yeah. Uh, spoiler. Ooh. Not really. Sorry, I ruined what? it. <laughs> Everything's fucked. It's all fucked. Turn it off. <laughs> Shut it down. <laughs> okay. Um Neat. Thunderfist. Uh, coming this spring. Uh, charity. Nice. Yeah. Um, if Ornella had a, a spinoff deal of her own. And you own. can't just use your last name. That's already been taken. Done it. That's fine. Um, I don't know what it would be called, but she would have a series of workout videos. Nice. Um, and it would be uh, like a workout video, but you would have your like your weapon with you. And so mm. it would be like... Staying fit, but also kicking ass. It's sort of like uh, what is that kickboxing, but yeah, but cooler. Well, all yeah. the best workout programs are called uh, named after portmanteaus. So you need to combine exercising and like sword, like swordicizing. Or oh like, yeah, uh, oh sure. You know some exercising, exercising. Right? Yeah, that's <laughs> exercising. Battle exercising. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> two-handed battle exercising with totally. Ornella. <clears throat> I want a nice axe. See Ornella. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I'm gonna do that. Um, <laughs> You're my first customer. And uh, Orzak or Jason, whichever you prefer. Hey, you know, I'm a method actor, so I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> actually, I'm kind of along the same veins as uh, Ornella. It would be uh, or cooking with Orzak, and it's basically a wide, just a, a very complicated show. And it's the premise. Uh, the whole show is set up because basically everything ends up with a piece of meat being jammed on a stick and held over a fire. <laughs> so the, the camera zooms in. You've got like yeah. a billion spices uh, yeah. and like all turmeric, this, and he just yeah. throws it over his yeah. shoulder. You know. <laughs> And they're just—they're not even like dressed. It's just yeah. like just squ- squirrels and cows that right. have just been impaled with spears. Yeah. He's like every time he has to explain the disclaimer is you have to fight through the smell of the burning yeah. hair and fur squirrels to get to the, to or the delicious cows part. On a stick? Yeah, he's holding a cow <laughs> a on a stick. Whole cow. The, a whole cow. A yeah. whole cow. Yeah, cooking so. with Orzak. <laughs> I'd right. fucking watch that. Oh yeah, I love cooking shows. Great answers, everybody. I think we're ready to take this in, so we're gonna do the intro and hop right into the episode. Don't go anywhere. My Queen Victoria, report. The Teal Guard, First, Second, and Third Armies have taken positions along the southernmost canyon before the Clan Folks Plateaued City. We've learned this place is named Katir. Positions are secure, and we have not seen any traces of orcs for over a week now. We outpaced many of the supplemental armies from their kingdom at large, and are currently waiting for their forces to catch up to our position. We did not find much in the small cloisters of orcs, but for simple stone, tools, and furs. 
Generals and field commanders of our other military elements report disorder amongst their forces. Many soldiers were promised riches in the South, and I worry that the sparse rewards will not state their thirst for plunder. Please advise if we are to move upon Katir, or if we are to return to Alap. Signed, Lord Commander of the Tilgar Hadley. Oh, hello there. <laughs> Let me apologize to you, dear listener, for I have business across the way. So I will not entertain our fireside gathering this night. Oh, it, it concerns matters of the greatest import, matters that will affect our heroes, myself, and you. But make no mistake, you will absolutely hear from me soon. You guys, uh, let's see. So I need a decision from the party. <coughs> Where and how do you leave? Last we left you, right? We were uh, discussing with the Viscount and the Viscountess uh, moving to the southern territories. And you had indicated that uh, you thought about going along with them. Um, I guess I'm just curious as to what your, um, what your plan is, when you plan on leaving, who you plan on leaving with. Etc. Etc. Um, I think that we had decided to uh, to just get to your lands as quickly as possible. Yeah, and, I, and kind of skip Bogmali. Yeah, in hopes that <clears throat> we can try to establish some sort of understanding before before a bunch strangers of strangers start showing up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, if we look at our overall map. Uh, the audience obviously can't see it, but um, for you guys, and I'll do my best to kind of describe describe this. Uh, so we have Jury, which is the farthest east city, sits on this big river called the Grand Huron River that runs uh, east to west and eventually spills into the Great Sea uh, to the west of Alal. Uh, along... you. The, the most optimal route would be to take River Barge down the Grand Huron, uh, ha about halfway down the river, and then head directly south. You'll cross through territory known as the Midlands in the greater country, and uh, eventually run into these tall redwood forests uh, known as the Queen's Garden, which is... Uh, millennia ago, these very fancy woods... And uh, the Queen's Garden separates the southern territories from the greater kingdom of Alal. So, uh, so then, since we're skipping Jury, no, we're skipping or skipping Bogmali. Thank you. Uh, we're in Jury. You are in Jury. In Jury. Oh my God. <laughs> Damn it. I used to be an adventurer till I took an injury to the knee. I hate wow. this. I'm quitting. No. Uh, it's fucked. Wrap it's it off. up. It's over. Send the catering back. Uh, we need... Uh, so uh, first, a head count. You three and Davery are kind of the traveling group. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I don't think there. I don't think there was anybody else no, that we were taking with, right? No. no. Okay. And <clears throat> are you so? You are offered uh, free. Tra- the Viscount gives you uh, basically any tools you would need for the journey. He provides rations and uh, horses and a passage aboard a river barge to go along the Grand Huron. Is there anything that you do in Jury before you sort of set out into the great wide world? Yeah, our goal is to create a political alliance, so I would like a gift from the people of Jury that we could give and bring to your people as a sign of treaty. Nice. Um, So I'd recommend... Things that are of of symbolic importance are more than things of uh, uh, monetary material. Mater- okay. Yes, so something that would, especially if there if there's any way that we could maybe talk them into giving us something that maybe an heirloom of their people or a symbol of their strength, or some sort of uh, thing like that would probably be have be weighted more than like, hey, here's some a bucket of gold and a right. few hats. <laughs> So, although it depends on the hat, like a like a flag or um, I don't know. I would think like maybe a, we can, should see what the viscount would think would be of of. So maybe this meeting something it, significant. This, so this meeting takes place in the uh, grand hall in jury where the viscount uh, is meeting with several of his other advisors about setting out, uh, just organizing people. Again, he's got a contingent of fifty. Cavalry, some of the best cavalry in Alal, um, the uh, jury line breakers, and then you have a contingent of about a thousand uh, conscripted and free men. So, uh, certainly not like the Teal Guard, not professional soldiers, but individuals who probably have weapons passed down from them, or uh, people who have been convicted of a crime that have been conscripted into service. They all serve together as footmen for the cavalry force. So, he's got a lot of stuff to organize and you meet him in his great hall and there's this back and forth discussion about heirlooms and uh i think he's a little he he's still not i mean he's he's bought in right he's he's definitely agrees that this is the best form of action but this is like a new thing a new relationship right yeah sure so i he's still a little bit hesitant to kind of give to give over a hundred percent of his I don't know. Uh, he says to you, well, certainly from jury, <laughs> we uh, have prized animals that would, I don't know if I'm not, I've never met or encountered folks from the South, but uh, certainly uh, <laughs> would they not take a, I don't know, perhaps a, a demigriff as a sign of good, I don't know. Do they? Hmm. What are your people? <clears throat> My people are extremely talented riders, and we value the ability for an animal could serve as something that could carry your carry your your tent and your belongings, and then you could also ride it into battle or into a great hunt. Um, an animal like that, if it's what I saw you riding. During the parade, it's an impressive beast. It would be well received. Uh, could I recommend? And I, I hate to, um, you know, um, uh, 
demand more, uh, but uh, uh, a breeding pair, perhaps, of, of, of demigriffs would um, be great. Roll a charm for me, Harbeck. And you can roll at advantage. Uh, so there's no charm, but... Um, or not charm, sorry. Uh, just charisma? No, it's uh, persuade. Okay, that's uh, 18. Okay. He looks at you and squints his eyes and he says, I understand that, yes, this would make a greater gift, but we have but two females and I could not give away 50% of our breeding stock. I'm comfortable giving one I, of the I'm, males. I'm concerned for the um, the life of the male. It could be lonely and um, without the company of a female. Uh, they're more likely to live a shorter lifespan. You could also present animal husbandry and raising of, of animals is something that uh, my people do quite well. With the proper instructions, if you have, if there are eggs or there are young that could be reared... I, I say to you... I understand your reticence. Your gift would come back tenfold. I'm, I'm going out on a limb trusting you all, but so far, and having saved my Viscountess, I do owe you a certain amount of latitude, and I could agree to this. I, I will send with the male a, a an egg uh, ah. that they may raise, and... Uh, uh, trade or do whatever with. Uh, this is this is all I can really offer. That is an immense kindness. Thank you. I can assure you this will be viewed with great respect. And the fact that this does not come with some sort of dotted line or an agreement or a treaty that they have to sign to will sign weigh even faith. more. A show of a show of good faith. Abs. It is a. I. It is appreciated. <clears throat> Well then, uh, when will you be setting out? Immediately. Oh, uh, you have everything in order then? Uh, yes, we are packed and ready to go. Very good. Uh, I, my advisors tell me that we would be able to leave here in a few more days. Uh, so I imagine we may be a week or two behind you. That'll be an, enough time for us to uh, make the welcomes. Well, uh, good luck then. Thank you. And thank you again. I will say, before we depart, <clears throat> come with an open mind and understand that the formalities and rituals of your culture mean little. But your deeds and your actions and... If you can bring tales of your ancestors and your grand, the people that raised you and those that raised them, these are the things that matter to my people. So understand that you will be speaking not to savages, but people that value things differently. Mm -hmm. Knowing that and how to start the conversation on the right foot will be of utmost importance. There will be people that will try to disrespect you. There will be people that will discount you. Don't let that phase you. I will be there to help broker any kind of, to mend fences or do what I need to do. But just know that it will not be easy. You see his face, uh, behind his eyes, there's a calculating, um, you can see like the gears turning in his head as he <clears throat> takes in your words and he doesn't respond right away. He says, noted. 
Thank you, Orzak. Thank you. Ornello, good luck. Thank you, Viscount. He uh, says, now if you'll excuse me, I have to see to some other things. And he gives a short little nod and turns on his heels and walks out uh, to another room in the Great Hall, leaving you all in this big, empty space. Uh, The sounds of uh, house servants and, and people milling about taking up the background. Uh, we should hit the road quick. I, we're we're in a hurry. Indeed. So as you head outside, you can see that Davery is uh, pulling a strap tight on one of the horses. Uh, there are four horses there, and they're loaded up with uh, all kinds of pack for food, for rations, for tools and supplies. Um, and he pulls a, a strap tight uh, a couple times and says, uh, They're all ready. Thank you, Davery. You are doing a wonderful job. Th- thanks. Uh, okay. Yep. And he, he <laughs> like, puts his foot in the uh, stirrup and tries to swing his leg over, and you can see he's, he's kind of struggling a little bit. He's certainly not the most uh, well-practiced adventurer, but eventually hops his leg over, sits on top, and a big, goofy smile comes across his face. <laughs> this is going to be fun. I'll just tend to making sure the tack on the horse that I'll be riding is there. <laughs> All right, let's head out. So you head down to the uh, the river uh, river docks, and there is a grizzled old uh, elf with sun bleached and uh, weathered skin, um, uh, frizzy, just nasty hair is someone who's been outside a lot right mm-hmm. and uh he's sitting looking around it, it, i guess expectantly waiting for someone hold there oh um are, are you the ones that i'm taking past bog molly aye we be thee now favro nice to meet you favro it is a pleasure i am harbeck thunderfist and this is my company of heroes yeah Harbeck, nice to meet you. Yes. Um, May I introduce uh, Ornella? Oh, oh, hello. Hello. Pleasure to meet you. Yes, I am uh, Master Favreau, the captain of this here vessel. And he turns his hand and slaps the uh, gross old wood plank of the boat. (laughs) can fit a lot of adventurers on this boat. (laughs) And he turns over and looks at you, Orzak. Oh, um... Welcome. And this is my good friend, Orzok. Pleasure to have you aboard. Whoa. Oh, <laughs> it was like a foghorn. It's the ship. Yeah, there's, a, there's another boat coming in, and he waves. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and who's, who's that small boy behind you? What's your name, son? And the Davery, his face wrinkles his... Uh, Davery... Uh, I'm, yep. And Favreau's face. He is a brave adventurer. Uh, Yes, obviously. Um, Well, uh, welcome. Uh, (laughs) The uh, salty boobs are happy to have you aboard. I'm sorry, the what? (laughs) The salty boobs. (laughs) And and that is, those are? My ship. Okay. Okay. (laughs) 
Okay, I got to look at the ma- uh, the whatever the prow. Yeah, of the what's ship. at the the, bow, the helm? The bow, yeah, the helm. There, that's there's the steerer, a the, isn't it? Yeah, never mind. There's a very crudely wood carved knocker. Like kind of bad what? female not anatomy. Like, like Madonna, like real pointy. But <laughs> it's like it's not really obvious that it's female, except for like a pair of a, enormous bolted on. breasts on this very like it looks like maybe he carved it. <laughs> Yep, this Pride is Pride of Ownership. This is this is my baby. Uh, she's um Pride uh, of Ownership. Uh, <laughs> he's a fine vessel. The salty <clears throat> boobs are happy to have you aboard. <laughs> Glad to be climbing onto the salty boobs. Nah, you, now you're catching on. Okay, well, I'm gonna <laughs> get I can't a... wait <clears throat> to get inside and just get deep in the bottom of this. Salty booze. I, I'd like. I'd like to find Trying. a really good, convenient spot right in between the salty boobs. I See, just my, want to steer the salty boobs. My family said it was stupid to call your ship the salty boobs, but everyone enjoys it that comes aboard. So yeah, we look at yeah, the, everyone the helm enjoys boobs, and you can see the 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 wheel is a pair of giant knockers, just at, the, at this big wheel, just mm-hmm. a bunch of boobs all the way around. You just have to grab the boobs. To, very well. I have a Chills. few things to take care of here, and then we'll set sail in just a few moments. So please uh, bring your horses aboard and tie them onto the stirrups towards the back, and or the uh, the tie off stick, because <laughs> I don't know what boat stuffs are. And uh, we'll we'll be setting out here shortly. All right. Do you park? Does he park <laughs> his boat in the nip slip? Sorry, because the slip is a. Oh. <laughs> All right. I don't know that I'm going to get past any of this. All right, you can go out the over the balcony, or you can go out the front door. Sorry, <laughs> I'll be in the bosom. There you go. <clears throat> okay, oh so we'll right. let's just get on this boat and okay. make it go. Yay! So you board the salty boobs. You get all of the horses and all of your pack settled. It's basically like a big flat boat, big long flat boat that has a slightly raised deck where uh, you would be, where the the boob steering wheel would be, and there's a like an awning cover over it, and there's literally like, uh, you know, like not even beds, but just piles of like hay and and stuff that you would presumably lay and sleep on. Um, way more like Mississippi, uh, Lewis and Clark. Uh, log, log boats, not like a actual sea vessel, which makes the fact that there's this... Is that a forecastle? Is that what it's called? On the back? Yes. Oh. Where are the captains? No, I'm still trying to figure out what that thing is that they have the I think it's the on. prow. The prow? It? So I'll, I'll the fuck. fact that this thing has a prow and is basically... It's a barge. Just, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> well, he wanted to sell it, and I appreciate that. Yeah. So we, uh, we, we set off, and... There's a bit of montaging that goes on because Sweet. we don't need to like what song play. is playing? Uh I don't know. Charity Barity, what what song is playing? <clears throat> that song from the Wiz called Ease On Down the Road. Oh yep. man. Ease on down, ease on down the road. Hmm. Yeah, prow of a ship. Prow. Sad that I down. asked you. 
shouldn't have given you that freedom. I need to see the whiz. That's and the, and a the, great song. The Paul. prow and I the figurehead. 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 Maybe life is a highway. Life is a highway. <laughs> yes, way better than that bullshit whiz song. Um, Paul and I are going to have words today. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah we are. It's going to come to. Never mind. Uh, uh, okay, so we. So this part of the journey, I'm going to since you're not necessarily navigating, I'm going to roll like the survival rolls to see how the winds of quickly, chance. or so he rolls average. So you'll take the average of the amount of travel you would need. So it's going to take you like five or six days. Mm-hmm. You're skipping Bogmali from Jury to the Queen's Garden. Yep. So plus five days. So during those five days, so we, we see a montage of the riverboat meandering its way down this and it should feel very much like a mississippi river the 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 water is brown it's not clear it's this sooty muddy uh soupy mess what uh i want each of you to that's clearly blue yeah yeah, but you can't make a brown river on a map because then people just just think it's a road this is like a poop it's just poop river poop river uh each of you needs to so Ornella, how do you montage or spend the five-day journey? Um, what is the montage of... If, if we do, like, a cross-cut of, like, each of you montaging, doing whatever during this trip, what does that look like? Um, I think Ornella is spends a lot of time um, out... Yeah, don't you love that? My neighbors are awesome. Yeah, it's no big deal. They played this music from, they've been playing it since 7 a.m., and they'll play it until probably 11 o'clock at night on Sunday. They're really nice. Yeah, love it. I love my neighbors. <laughs> uh, if you're listening to this, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ornella, uh, she spends a lot of time like in the open air with like the, the slight breeze. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe she tries to like write a little bit in a, um, there's like some parchment or something, just... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good idea. I kind of forgot about that. She's going to read a couple passages out of her mama's journal. Awesome. Oh, shit. So I'll, we'll hit that here in a second. Yeah, I forgot about that. Good, to, good call. Uh, Harbeck, what does your five-day travel aboard the Salty Boobs look like? So Harbeck has spent some time on a boat before. Um, he's not totally comfortable on the water. He prefers firm ground, but mm-hmm. um, this barge moves very slowly, and the, the waves are you know basically nothing. So other than a few dips in the river here and there, he does pretty well. So he spends his time um, meditating, focusing on his prayer or his, uh, his holy symbol, the acorn, and um, he is... You know, trying to commune with his God and prepare for the things that he needs to do ahead. He's looking forward to the new environment and the new terrain because he hasn't been that far south before. Mm-hmm. So he's um, really looking forward to all of the new fauna and all that. And he's caring for the horses. He's like horse whispering the whole time, make sure that they're comfortable on the ship and caring for them. Nice. Okay. I would like to think that there is this uh, moment in one of these days where it's just Ornella and Harbeck on the the front of the ship, and mm-hmm. maybe she's asking him about like different types of 
fish or different types of creatures that would live in the water and yeah. the river. Yeah, we're at the, the bow of the ship and it's framed with like you on the left, me on the right, and the giant pair of knockers you can see from behind <laughs> yeah. heading downstream. Yep. Like they come out to the side. Yeah. Like, yep. <laughs> yeah. Major side boob. <laughs> yeah. Salty side boob. Yeah. And I, I teach you a couple things. To, uh, and I, I tell you a couple things about what I've heard about the environment ahead so that if we have to do some survival stuff that you might be prepared for finding water sources or edible stuff. Mm-hmm. We see uh, we see a small scene. Uh, Davery approaches Orzak uh, early on, maybe like the second day. I'm... I was kind of cleaning the, you know, dealing with one of the horses and mm-hmm. turn around and I guess, oh, <clears throat> hey, hello, Davery. Uh, I want to impress someone with my ability to engage in combat. So cute. Um, I'm just kind of standing there. So there's this person. <laughs> That I want to show that I am capable and not. Uh, I'm not. Harbeck from the back of the ship yells, A big pussy! <laughs> I kind of like lean. Or actually, I don't have to because I look at him over his shoulder. I'm like, this little dwarf. And I kind of look back down. I don't try to show any kind of change in facial features. Y- yeah. This is the kind of the first time he's ever really approached me, and I'm co- cognizant of that. What do I. What do I do? That's a big question. What do you want to do? Well, I, I want to be useful. I don't want to be just the guy that puts the packs on the horses. I want to help. I believe in your culture you want to squire? Oh, yeah. But squires typically squire for knights. But they train in martial combat. Mm-hmm. What it's do like you got? Apprentice. I kind of push him. I go... Stand ready. What do you got? Uh, um, is this happening right now? What do you got? Come at me. Show oh, me what you got. Okay. Get him. And he tries to throw a punch. I'm going to roll at disadvantage. <laughs> I roll a seven. So he like, this so, is very awkward. He's His feet aren't planted well. And okay. it's just very, yeah. So what I do is I see that he's clearly off balance. I catch his arm and I just place my foot behind his lead foot and kind of push back a little bit. And he's falling, but I have a hold of him so he won't fall. And I say, your balance is, you haven't seen much. You haven't been in a fight, have you? Well, I, I mean, I punched a couple people, but. How did it end? I got punched back. Right. Well, we did take care of those guys. Uh, you protected the Viscountess. You killed one guy with a sword. Yeah. Or a short sword. Yeah. You, you, you <laughs> said you killed that man to protect the Viscountess. Okay, well, you should know that... Uh... <laughs> I knew it! I knew it! <laughs> that fucking eyebrow move. Well, God damn it. I, um, I, there weren't... I start standing up. <clears throat> I just asked the Viscountess to say that. So, the first lesson is not lying. Yeah, no, I know. That's true. But I just... Every, Dad. You're all, so, you're all so good at this, and... We've been trained to do this. I didn't, wasn't born with an axe in my hand. Well... We'll just take it one day at a time. Okay. Yeah. So, step one. Step one, don't ask a woman... To make up stories for you. Okay. Is that... Okay. 
Yep. Be good at what you're good at and learn to be good at other things. Start there. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm good at a few things. What are you inclined to fight with? What? Have you ever shot a bow? Have you ever held a sword? Have you ever swung a hammer? Uh, I've shot a bow before. Right. Grab, go find a bow. He he uh, well, goes over to uh, the supply pack and picks up like a an old short bow and a quiver of a few arrows. Okay. So let's go to montage where mm-hmm. basically over the course of the next few days while between kind of tending to the horses and stuff and actually I take a swim quite frequently mm-hmm. and I don't even care, care about the water. It's, it's just jump in, refresh. It's full of fertilizer. Right. Yeah, just come up glistening with poo water. <clears throat> um, oh, my God. There has Always to be glistening. glistening in every fucking episode. This is part of the deal here, guys. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's real. But what, what I, I've, I've made for. a makeshift kind of like part. So I've used the hay from my bed to create a, a makeshift like target for him to mm-hmm. shoot at. Mm-hmm. And I'm helping him with shooting a bow. You know, it's not my native weapon, but or actually we do have everybody knows how to shoot a bow in my culture. So showing him how to stand, showing him how to like target down range, all that kind of stuff and just getting him more comfortable with it. Okay, And actually taking time and I'm ever to much people's surprise. I'm very patient with him. Cool. Oh, that's yeah. Ornella and Harbeck see this happening from the other side of the ship. And we're just looking on in uh, in in inspired uh, awe, I think. Just very happy to see this side of Orzok and to see mm-hmm. Davery wanting to better himself. So we uh, we move to uh, so that so these scenes montage out over the next several days, and we have um, this this scene fades to black, and then fade in from black <clears throat> to uh, there's a old scrawling text on the bottom of the screen that says Alal three years ago. And the camera zooms in from a big wide city shot to a uh, a basically the the shittiest part of the city. Uh, Harbeck, you lean against a wood fence that wraps around an old hog confinement. In your hand is a final warning from the guild. The camera pans down and can see the like last few written uh, pieces, last few written words on the on the parchment of paper. Failure to secure a cadre of sufficient size will forfeit your guild status. Signed, Mr. Carlisle. Uh, We see the crowd roar, uh, causing your head to perk back up and watch what's happening inside this hog confinement. Uh, There's a woman in there. Uh, She couldn't be older than 20, and she's holding a man in a headlock. Uh, His eyes bulge and his face turns bright red as she pulls her arm tighter and tighter, cutting off air to his lungs. Finally, the uh, choking, the ch- being choked man uh, raises his hand and taps on her arm three times, causing the woman to let go of her grip, letting the brute of a man fall into the mud. The crowd roars with excitement, and a halfling in ruddy red clothes runs over to the woman and screams, The winner by tap out is Lady Ornella! And everyone's like, Woo! Yeah! And... Uh, we, we cut over to you, Harbeck. What do you do? That's the one. And so I, uh, crumple up the letter, um, and I put it in my pocket. Um, and I, I make my way through the crowd, uh, toward Ornella. Or, or, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Ornella, you, you just, like, again, another person who, who did not take you seriously as, uh, you, you, 
amongst these fighter guilds and uh, other street toughs, your name is, is sort of a joke. They, you either get things are either said that people let you win because you're a noble woman, or um, you're a mean, cheating, uh, using your wily womanish ways to to win. It's not because you're actually good at fighting right. or anything. And you see this uh, short dwarf man. He's got a clasp. Uh, his armor is very nice. It's well put together. His clothes are well uh, well kept. And he's got a clasp on his, uh, his shirt that has a sigil of the guild on it. And he approaches you. I wipe like my forehead and kind of shake off, shake my arms out a little bit and can I help you? Yes, you very well can. Um, my my name is Harbeck Thunderfist. I am. Um, Listen, I, I don't really have time for this. So, uh, w- what? Well, um, uh, never mind. And I walk away. So, uh, Harbeck, where do you where do you go? I uh, kind of dejected. And- I meander through the crowd and I try and look at some of the other strong fighters I see um, in this situation. See if there might be any other worthy candidates. So you see a lot of uh, bloodthirsty, like maniac. Uh, you, you see a lot of fighters. Yeah. You see a lot of people capable of doing physical damage. Uh, Ruffians, brutes. Mm-hmm. Mm, not one of them has heart. <sighs> it is not like the old days. So where do you, Ornella, where do you go after after a, a fight like this? How does Ornella uh, spend her victory coin? Because you probably earn maybe like 10, 15 silver for one of these bouts. Uh, where do you spend your money and spend your time after a fight? Um, I definitely, I, I don't like um, sort of the attention of at like afterwards. I don't like people trying to like grab me and say things and, and talk to me. I just like to think about it and, and be alone. So I try to get out of the crowd um, as quickly as possible, kind of just like duck my head and, and get away. And um, I'm probably sitting like on a on some steps outside of uh, the peppercock. Nice. And uh, is it, so this is probably like maybe an hour or so later. Is this immediately afterwards that you head there? Um, I mean, I don't, I don't, I probably, you know, like grab my my stuff from wherever I was. Maybe mm-hmm. not immediately, but pretty quickly okay. afterwards. I try to dip out. So I think we see. So the camera uh, comes over to this uh, this wide angle shot of uh, Ornella sitting on some steps that lead into the peppercock. Um, she's got mud on her face. Uh, she's got a big bruise on her cheek that's starting to swell and push up on the bottom of her eye. And we see Harbeck again uh, wander up from the street. Harbeck, you see Ornella again sitting on these steps outside the peppercock. Her again. I should try again. Uh, She's the only one here who has any measure of soul in her. If this is going to work, I need the good ones. Too many of the bad. So I wander up and um, slowly approach. I kind of lean in uh, and wave. 
Oh, um, you again. Yeah, uh, yes. Um, me again. Uh, I'm sorry for earlier. I, I just get so angry sometimes. You were in the spirit of the fight, and the crowd was giving you no reasons to be happy. Yeah. I, um, I understand that. Um, perhaps not the same, but, um... In this privileged kingdom, the other races aren't looked upon with uh, as high regard. Um, I noticed you've um, got a shiner there. Yeah. Mind, mind if I, um, I'm a cleric. Oh. Well. And I just whisper um, a healing word and just, be well. And yeah, with the... The the shiner, so the the purple slowly fades into back to Ornella's normal skin tone, and the swelling subsides. There's still a little bit of a rosy red mark on it, but it's not obviously uh, painful anymore. I touch where it was. Thank you. You're very welcome. You said you were from the guild. I yes, um, I've served the guild many a year. Um, in fact, I'm actually looking for new members for a cadre. Oh, well, there are plenty of fighters back there in that arena. Yes, I saw those there, and... May I be honest? Sure. Lady Ornella, of all of the fighters I've watched um, go down in that sow pit, I... Um, There's a thing that happens when men fight without heart. It's like sharks. Their eyes go white, and they're consumed by anger and rage, and they lack all tactic. I see you fight with both feet on the ground. You measure the man. And I tend to have a sense for these things, but I would say that in the short time I've known you, you have immense heart. I may have heart, but I'm I'm no I'm not like those other I'm not a fighter. Well, that's exactly why I chose you. You're not like those other ones. Chose me. Well, if you will agree, Lady Ornella, I um serve an important mission and I need the best. What do I have to do? Do what you do best. Fight and lead and be of sound character. I I stand up and walk down the steps. I I don't... No one is going to take me seriously. That's why you're perfect for this cadre. Nobody takes me seriously. (laughs) But in my time serving, I have... Accomplished more bounties, more missions, saved more lives than... That's what I want to do. I had a feeling. Like you said earlier, people, well, other races in the kingdom, nobody's looking out for them. Yes. We are a connected world. All life is. That's my higher mission, Ornello. I'd like you to be a part of that. She uh, looks, or I look out 
um, like around the town and just kind of like take it all in. I'm assuming it's like getting to be dusk, mm -hmm. sort of. The light is really like purpley sure. throughout the town. Where do I sign up? Right here. And I uh, whip out a really crumpled up piece of paper <laughs> and uh, it's got um, three lines on the bottom. It says like official cadre sign up sheet. Mm -hmm. And like Harbeck is written in there in like a very crude handwriting. And I just I, like I smooth it out on the, the, the bar and I uh, uh, I get a, a, a quill and uh, an ink pot and uh, set them out. And I just say, sign here and um, we'll head down to the guild and, and you'll be official. My father isn't going to like this. Oh, um, will that, will that be a problem? No. I sign it very fancily, probably take up like three <laughs> lines with my very large O. Have you seen, so like in Spongebob where, uh, <laughs> like the paper looks all nice and above where you're signing is written in very crappy, yeah. very angular, yeah. par back. Yeah, yeah. And maybe like the E is crossed out yeah. and rewritten. And then in very fancy noble script, Ornilla, Ornella Sambridge is written. Did you say Ornella? <laughs> Ornella Vanilla. That's your... Ornelli uh, Ornelli. Oh, oh, oh um, Sambridge. I, I should have recognized from um, your house symbol. Uh, Yes, I actually, I, I know some of your father. Um, I, you know, actually, <laughs> seeing you now, it, uh, it explains a lot. What is that supposed to mean? You're not at all like your father. I think you were the first person to ever say that. Well, I know I won't be the last. Welcome to Cadre 11A, Ornella Stormbridge. Sandbridge. Oh, um, Sandbridge. So we uh, slow fade out on the two clasped hands of uh, Ornella and Harbeck shaking hands. Fade in, uh, fade out to black, fade in on, uh, on a close-up shot of Ornella sitting on a box with the journal in her hand, her mother's journal. And just to remind our player that you can always read the last page and that will always be the same. Um, or you can roll to read a random page that you haven't read before. So uh, you'll roll a d20. I'm going to roll. Nine. Okay. Did I read that one last time? Nope. Okay, cool. Summer, year five. Queen Victoria. Queen Victoria complimented my dress in court. She has no idea that I had the maid steal it from her own wardrobe. Sometimes it's the little things in life that make it all worthwhile. And we cut over to... <laughs> let's go to... Uh, okay, so the after five days of travel, the signs of the more... Uh, forested part of the country start to disappear and it starts turning into rolling prairie hills that are the telltale signs of the Midlands and we see the uh, Captain Favreau of the Salty Boobs approach Ornella um, 
My lady, we are uh, approaching the Midlands. Uh, I have orders from the uh, Viscount to uh, to let you off here. Is um, will this be uh, will this be okay? Does this seem like a where you want to go? I guess. If that's what the Viscount said, then yes. Very well. Here, let me just turn this thing, and he grabs like the two pairs of boobs on the steering wheel and slowly, like, cocks the boat over to the uh, over to shore, and ties. You know, there's a quick montage of him tying the boat, getting it secure to like a tree on land, and uh, he takes a plank and gets an exit ramp off the barge onto the uh, silty, brown, muddy, prairie uh, beach that eventually turns into this prairie grass. It was very nice having you aboard the ship. You're first passengers who haven't tried to have sex on my boat. <laughs> the, the party just looks at each other. <laughs> I laugh out loud. The salty boobs are laugh. aphrodisiac. Mm. Wait, you what? <laughs> My ship, it's an aphrodisiac. Very well, then. Uh... I go about the business of offloading the horses. <laughs> I think Davery comes over to you as you're offloading the horses and he whispers, Or is like, What is an aphrodisiac? I don't really know. <laughs> not a word you've heard before no. in this language. No. <clears throat> it's just not a problem in his culture. No. I just... <laughs> there aren't people on, like, beta blockers that need to take... <laughs> yeah. like, you need to calm down, bro. <laughs> I just can't get hard anymore. Oh, my God. Oof. <laughs> I'll, um, I'm, I'll tell you when you're older, boy. <laughs> Offload the rest of the stuff. So, stuff is offloaded. The horses are taken away. Uh, you all mount up onto the horses and begin walking uh, what now would be southward from... Uh, we're about... If we're looking at the map again, so Jury is the city that's farthest to the east. Uh, we come around this big bend, uh, maybe like a day and a half, two days further east or excuse me, further west from Bogmali, and you will head basically straight southwest and cut in between the Queen's Garden Fort, which is, based, it's not even a city, it's it's a military, established military base that is um, southwest of Alal. Uh, and Mosh is this, is a small, it's like Jury, a little bit smaller, and that is directly south of, Alal. So you're sort of navigating the space in between those two places to come through into the Queen's Garden and get into the southern territories. With a healthy distance from Alal. Yes. Right. Yeah, yep. that's okay. what I was going to say. And <clears throat> Because uh, my next question was, so I assume you're going to be doing your best to stay off main roads. You're going to be... Yeah, and I would... Uh, <clears throat> Ornella, I would... Uh, forgive me for suggesting something such as this, but I would recommend if you can stash any of your family crests or anything that would be related to your previous life. People will be more recognizing of it here. Already done. And uh, I should also mention that Davery has the demigriff in, like, 
Britain, bitten, Oof. bridle, and all that um, tied to his horse. So the demigriff follows. What does the demigriff look like? Uh, so it's a little bit. Uh, it's not as tall as a horse, but it's much uh, more stout and thick. Stockier. My Stockier. Kinda, thick. T h i c c. Yes. Yeah. Um, it has has the head of a falcon or an eagle and the body of a lion or a. Um, like a mammalian beast. It, it doesn't have hooves. It has like rending claws and uh, very intelligent animals. They um, actually have a certain amount of sentience. They're not as dumb as just a standard pack beast. Oh, great. So th- like for those five days, Harbeck has just been like holding court with this demigriff and like trying to learn things from it. So the... Yeah, the demigriff, because I don't think you, you don't really have speak to animals, but your animal I handling is animal handling, yeah. is high enough to where you can uh, convey ideas. Right. And you can... Through gestures and things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, the demigriff takes note of your ability to communicate with it. And um, this animal is very uh, excited about the opportunity to leave jury and go to these new places. You can see as you traveled that its eyes would dart all over and watch the the terrain change as you traveled down the river. And so we cut back to you all marching and walking through these tall prairie grasses through, through the Midlands. Um, I need one of you all to roll a D100 encounter roll for me, please. Okay. Um, 90, 90. Cool. So eventually your, uh, we'll call this, oh, well, all right. Hold on to that roll for me. Okay. We need to do what you're, so who is leading uh, pathfinding for this trip south? Um, I've kind of filled that role in the past. If there's no objections, I'll do the same. Absolutely. 100%. So you can make a survival role for me at advantage, Orzok. Okay. Oh, um, let's see. That's a 13. Pretty average. Yep. So it'll, uh, you don't lose any time, but you don't gain any time. So right. it takes you... Um, so it takes you another about five days uh, of travel through the Midlands. Um, you don't get lost. You don't get turned around. Um, but you don't really make up any time. All right. So we see, and your your encounter roll of a 90, uh, you making your way through these prairie hills and uh, should feel like rural Iowa. Uh, like just, you can't see too far cause there's just too many, the terrain is just not conducive to a long line of sight. And eventually you come over a hill and can see, uh, before you maybe 250 to 300 yards away, a thin strip of dirt road, um, that is, you were going to run into one at some point, but you have in front of you now uh, a part of the main road that goes up to Alal. Mm-hmm. And it's about, it's about midday. So it, the sun is a little past the middle of the sky. And this is on the first day? Um, this is the second day, second excuse day. me. The second out of five? Yep, second out of five. Okay. 
kind of stop for a moment and I kind of look back. Is this, <clears throat> are you familiar with this area? Is this some place we should avoid or is this road going to lead us? Can we gain some time on this road or do we want to travel away from this? If anyone wants to roll history to see if they know what this uh, road is. I will. 11. It's it's certainly not like the Imperial. Like there's there's literally a thing called the King's Highway that spans from Alal all the way east. To the fort to, or whatever. Yep. And uh, this, this is not that main highway. This is probably just an offshoot, small road used by merchants and uh, rural farmers. So not likely to be heavily trafficked. But you're also not really sure what it specifically is. Mm-hmm. Let's take it. Okay. Might be able to gain some time. So you you head down to and, and get on this um, adventure, this dirt road, adventure. and you see. So walking along the road for the rest of the day gets to be maybe. You've got a few hours left before sundown, a couple hours, we'll say, and uh, start thinking about setting up camp, and uh, you, unfortunately, uh, are coming up to a hill, and just coming over the hill is a uh, man uh, riding on horseback. Um, He's not in full gallop running towards you, but he is not on a, he's not horse trotting down the path he is uh the horse is moving pretty quickly and he's closing the distance on you pretty quick coming towards you okay but there's no reason to assume that he's coming like he's for us, for us. Correct. so um you know we'll just kind of try to get to one side of the road to allow him to pass uh within um safely but not we're not going to make way for him we're not going to get over you know so kind of etiquette on a road, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You get to uh, moving over to the side and the rider uh, runs right past you. Uh, you see, I guess everyone make a perception roll for me. Jesus. Sixteen. Sixteen. Eighteen. Does anyone get higher than a twenty? Uh, roll a 14. Okay. So he just looks to be dressed as a, doesn't look like a soldier, doesn't look like a peasant, um, possibly a mercenary of some kind or a, a town militia person because uh, he is armed. He has a short sword at his side. Um, his animal ha- or his horse has uh, equipment that would indicate it's some sort of uh, war horse, not like a pack horse. And he runs right by you down the road and, and disappears in the uh, the opposite direction from where you came. Riddle for you, Orzak. Why would a soldier, on his own, swiftly head back toward Alal, who was dressed for war? Messenger. Aye. There might be something up ahead. Something, um, bad. I would say that this would be a good place for us to find camp in a 
direction that would not be obvious to this person should he recall that there were riders on the road with a hippogriff or what is it? What Dem- demigriff. De- demigriff. I... So give me a minute. Um, I hop off the horse <clears throat> and I'll start looking for a way to obscure our tracks off the road. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Um, <clears throat> so the idea will set a scene where we'll go fake a camp in one direction and go a different direction. Yep. You make camp for the night and the evening passes without incident. Next day you get up and begin heading down the direction you were heading. Okie doke. I don't trust this. Oh, it'll be fine. We'll just be on guard. <laughs> um, could it I, is an adventure. Uh, after all. I'll, I'll, I'll role play it. Um, after seeing the rider yesterday, um, would you all mind if I borrowed the demigriff for a moment to um, gain some altitude and scout out ahead? Oh, and I should... Sorry. Uh, demigriffs can't fly. Oh, sorry. No, I missed the description. That's okay. Why? Well, I... I could have described it better. So a uh, a griffin has wings. Yeah. A demigriff is not more, quite a griffin. I see. Okay. More lioness than than bird. eagle. Yeah. Yep. Okay. No wings. Oh, never mind. That would have been cool as fuck. Would have been cool. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no flying. Nerds. <laughs> 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 Nerds. I mean, Orzok could just like. Oh yeah. Lift you up. Yeah. <laughs> What do you see? Nobody tosses. <laughs> I want you to be the dwarf that likes being tossed. Because <laughs> you're just your life of the party. I, I do like being tossed, you know? I, I really do. Don't we all? I jump on minotaurs. I, I roll up staircases. I love... Dude, that <laughs> that was one of my favorite things from the last episode <laughs> when you rolled up the... <laughs> It's like a fucking what do I don't know what they call it with a you know a, one of those roly polies or whatever yeah. what a what a doodle bug is what we called them doodle bug pill yeah. bug the no, best the best part was when Tim said that Harbeck was rolling all of us went bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> yeah there's definitely a noise with that yep for sure. all right so um I guess we just keep going then heading down the road mm-hmm. so up ahead you crest another hill. And you see a uh, encampment that has been uh, hastily erected. You can say there's uh, it's not like a stone fence, but there are uh, uh, like they've taken trees and, and created like a palisade wall and there are a couple towers that stand up on either side. You can see that there are a couple men on horseback that are standing outside the gates, and uh, they're, I don't know, they're probably a quarter mile away. Yeah, I know that look. I know that sight. Not that specific one, but I've been at camps like that before. Yeah, it's very clearly like a Yeah, this is military. a military forward base or a, a rear base that's, somewhere in between the Ford or whatever. This is a mobile camp, but mm-hmm. semi-permanent. Um, <clears throat> I just turn and I kind of have this look of like, you see a wide-eyed look of like, remem- like memory. Um, <clears throat> we need to give a wide berth to this. They will have scouts. They'll have regular, pat- regular patrols. They'll have... <clears throat> Methods for delivering messages if we're seen. I'm just hoping that that one messenger was already on message. <laughs> right. 
So I will. Um, I want to try to look or figure a way to skirt this safely. Um, can you try to explain to me where we are mm-hmm. in relation to the map? Are we sure? Have we reached this? Have we have we breached the road that goes south to Mosh, or are we not there yet? You're somewhere between the road to Bogmali. The, the Imperial Highway and the road to Mosh. So you're maybe like... So we're in this zone. Yeah. Okay, so we're in a pretty open area. <clears throat> Balls. Well, it, and like I said, the, there's lots of hills, and it's not like there's there's ample cover, but it's not trees. It's really just terrain and uh, uh, small rolling hills and valleys that you could try to use to circumvent this... Uh, so, checkpoint. Okay. so the further south, I would recommend that we take at least one. We add a day of journey time south. They're not going to travel south to Mosh very much. These messengers and the the messages and the action will be between the fort, the forward fort, and Alal. Did um, the Viscount give us anything that has um, like jury? Or 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 their like symbol on it or anything. Hmm. Uh, we could certainly retcon something or do like a quick flashback scene, but I don't believe I mentioned anything that he gave you guys mm-hmm. like a, a official writ of whatever. Um, and I think to a certain degree, and well, let's roll. Uh, coming up on the end of the episode, so we'll make this roll kind of close us out. So. I need a, let's call it a persuade, because I guess, what do you need from them? What do you need from Like, if account? he had given us, like, a like a flag or something, if we just carried on, I mean, if we if we went a different route, but put up a flag that said right. we were from jury or we were part of, they might just would see the, it and think. Would the demigriff be enough, maybe? And just say. That in conjunction with that might work well. I don't know. Um, yeah. Maybe the demigriff has. At like least at a glance, a they'd be like, oh, okay, got it. You know, or right. instead of, hey, I better go look. Right. Mm-hmm. But just, it, it it could work either way. Sure. Yeah. It could draw more attention. Yeah. Yeah. Roll, uh, roll persuade. So uh, to give you background, I, I am certain with great 100% certainty that uh, the Viscount would not want to directly put himself under threat of being accused as a traitor. Yeah. And oh, yeah. he would be putting himself at quite a bit of risk by giving convicted assassins of the crown right. a writ of, like, right. do whatever you want. So, But you could persuade him. So roll persuade for me at advantage, Ornella. So your first roll is a nine. And your second roll is a six. Yeah. Um, and that's so good. I have a plus four on persuasion, so <laughs> mm. still not good enough. He he's, he very emphatically says that if you get to a point where you need to prove someone who you are, it's my writ is not going to save you. And I can provide the demigriff, I can provide uh, passage and horses, but I would not put my wife or myself in danger of you being reckless and getting caught. Oh, uh, is, there, is there a plan for the egg that we picked up too? The demigriff egg? Yeah, I'm sure it's in like a little like cloth wool pouch thing. Okay, to I, keep I, it safe. I would like to care for that. Okay. Do you have like a little egg pouch? Egg it, pouch? Yeah. Like a, like a marsupial? It like, it like, it's like a fanny pack, but Baby I, Bjorn. It, it rests in my lower back, so just above my buns. Okay. Oh, oh. bun rest. 
Harbeck buns. Mm-hmm. So then the plan of action will be to do what we can do, and we will um, safe. We will err on the side of the south. We will go yes. su- southerly because it'll still keep us going in the right direction, but also keep us away from. Hopefully, you know, if that means we cut into the forest earlier, mm-hmm. then I think we should do that. Excellent. Cool. Great. Uh-oh. I know. I don't like that. So, all right. This this is what, uh, this is the, so the last scene that, so we see from a uh, perspective of down this hill uh, that the party is currently about to crest. Maybe the tops of their heads are just peering over to see this checkpoint down below. And we see them turn and head eastward in an effort to head southward, and their heads disappear behind the hill. The perspective pulls back farther, and we can see we're actually inside of one of those towers, uh, the guard towers that look overhead, and we see a man in... Okay, what does he... What house is he from? Or what city is he from? So... So he is in a black... uh, black tabard with chainmail of the Mosh Free Citizen Army. These are the uh, citizens and soldiers of the city of Mosh, which is uh, historically the city that has been most under threat by the war with the orcs. And he calls down from the watchtower, Riders on the road, they're heading eastward. Uh, One of the men down below says... I'll tell the lady. And he turns and we follow this, uh, I don't know, they use it in all these shows, this like walking perspective sort of shoulder cam Mm. view uh, that it's just over this soldier's shoulder. And he's walking through the camp and we can see men are sharpening swords. They're uh, playing cards. They're sitting around a fire, being crude, drinking. And we see that a few of them have the letter... Uh, the the sigil of the uh, free citizens of Mosh actually uh, painted over with this uh, purple triangle with an eye at the center, and <laughs> he uh, he walks into this uh, it's like a tent, and inside the tent there's this fire that's rolling and smoke is billowing up inside. It's very difficult to see, and he coughs. <coughs> uh, Madam, the riders on the road, uh, do you uh, need us to send men after them? And this woman, this old woman, sits uh, cross-legged. She's sipping from a bowl, and you could see next to her are is a pack, and the pack is open and spilling out are these purple vials, and uh, similar to the vials found in episode one in the sewers, this drug called Three-Eye, and you see that there's a bunch of empty vials to her uh, on the opposite side of the pack. She picks her head up from the bowl and she says, yes, but uh, keep a wide berth from them. Don't let them know where you are. I will give the order on whether to strike or not. Now go, leave me be. I have much work to attend to. And the scene slowly fades to black. And that's where we'll cut off the first part of Episode 9. Everyone, thanks so much for listening. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere.